Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And also read my regular CBSSports.com column, Agents Take on NFL Salary Cap and Contract Matters. This time around, we're going to take a look at two things. Dak Prescott's job security and what if Tom Brady isn't done playing football after this year. First, we're going to start with um, Dak Prescott. Um, Dak Prescott um, hurt his thumb in the season opener against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was initially ruled to be a six to eight week injury after he had thumb surgery. The timetable was downgraded to four to six weeks. Um, Cooper Rush, his backup has come in and gotten led Dallas or helped Dallas win three games, three games he started. Um, against Cincinnati Bengals, the AFC, defending AFC champions, uh, the New York Giants, who are a surprising 3-1, and one, and last week the Washington Commanders. Now, the beginning of uh, Rush replacing Dak, Jerry Jones kind of stirred the pot by saying, uh, what if we had a con- – uh, uh, Rush plays well enough so we have a quarterback counter quarterback controversy. Head coach uh, Mike McCarthy uh, wasn't having any of that. He's like, Dak's our guy uh, when he's ready to go. Now, um, this week, Jerry um, indicated that Dak's the guy, but said that Dak's not playing because he can't grip the football well enough to play because because of the thumb. Now, I've jokingly said or, or kind of half serious, half true, that as long as Cooper Cup keeps winning, not Cooper Cup, Cooper Rush keeps winning, then Dak's not going to be able to grip that football well enough to play. <laughs> uh, now, the whole thing which has come up from some people that could Dak get Dak, and the reason we, I'm saying that is that's how Dak got his job. In 2016, Tony Romo was considered to be the most indispensable player in the Dallas Cowboys. Ten-year starter. Anytime he didn't play, the team collapsed. Third preseason game. Dak Prescott's rookie year. Romo, the fractures vertebrae in his back because of a hit against, I think it was K.J. Wright. Um, And Dak has to start the season. Um... Cowboys get off to an 8-1 record when, when Romo's finally healed. Uh, the decision's made. Let's go with the hot hand. Tony Romo didn't make a big stink about it, accepted it. He became the backup. <laughs> Went on to win 2016 Offensive Rookie of the Year when it really should have gone to his uh, 
teammate Ezekiel Elliott, but um, at the time, Dak had completed 187 of 280 passes for 466.8 percent. Had thrown for 2,339 yards, 14 touchdowns, two interceptions. Fourth in the league of 102, 106.2 passer rating. At the time, Romo um, was ready to return. Now, Cooper Cup so far, um, he's done what you need to do as a backup to me. That Cooper Cup is winning kind of like Dak did in 2016. It wasn't Dak's arm that you're really uh, winning off of. You were you were winning off of the strong running game and playing defense. So Cooper Cup has not thrown for more than 235 yards in a game. 673 yards in the three starts. It's only completing 61.8% of his passes, 55 of 89 attempts. So they're not even throwing the ball 30 times a game. Four interceptions. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, zero turnovers, which is the key. 100.1 passer rating. So, 3 0 is a starter. They play the Rams on Sunday. Um, it'd be a major shock if Dak started. And then they play the Eagles next. So, let's say they beat the Rams. They go to 4 1. The Eagles are the only undefeated team in the NFL. They're, they're playing um, out in Arizona. Let's say the Eagles lose. They're both 4-1. and one. You got a four-game winning streak for when they play next week. They're both tied for the division. You're kind of playing of house money. Is that the game you really want to bring Dak back? Let's say it's the other way around. And Eagles go to 5-0. and oh. Cowboys lose. They're 3-2. and two. They're two back in the division. Let's say Dak is still having a difficult time. Um, gripping a football. You don't really want to start sliding behind even more. Um, the Eagles, because if they're five and zero, three and two, and you play them and you lose, three and three, six and zero, kiss the division goodbye. So I expect Dak uh, would play in that situation. Um, your next two games after Philly, the Detroit Lions, who can't stop anybody. Then the Chicago Bears did her offensively challenged, and you got the bye week on the 6th of November. So I really see this is more reminiscent of what happened in 1991. This is more of a Troy Aikman, Steve Berline situation than potential Dak getting dacked like he did to Romo. And some of you have no idea what I'm talking about with Troy Aikman and Steve Berline. Back in 1991, this is the year the Cowboys took the step forward and were competitive. Heading into week 12, they're 6-5, and five, playing an undefeated Washington team. Troy Aikman hurts his knee, and Steve Berline comes off the bench. And they win a game. Go to 7-5. and five. Next four weeks, Berline leads them to victories. They are 11-5 going into playoffs. Aikman is able to play in the wild card game against the Bears. You know what Jimmy Johnson does? Start Steve Berline. This is, a, this is the first time Troy Aikman has, had ever been healthy enough to play and was a backup. This is the guy that was the first overall pick in the 1989 draft, supposed to be the franchise quarterback, and Jimmy Johnson doesn't start him. Berline gets the victory, 
So they divisional playoffs. They're playing the Lions. Berlon's won five games in a row. Berlon starts the next game. Aikman's frustrated, and game's not going well. So Berlon gets pulled, and Aikman comes in. They don't come back. That's the end of the season. That was the stepping stone year for the Cowboys. Next year, 1992. There is no quarterback controversy. It is Aikman's job. Burline's a backup. Cowboys win the Super Bowl. Next year, um, Burline leaves in free agency. I think he went to the Cardinals uh, at that point in time. Uh, Burline was much more accomplished than Cooper, Ru- Cooper, Cooper Rush. Um, but I think it's going to be more of those situations. That's why I say as long as the winning streak goes, Cooper Rush probably starts. You can err on the side of caution with Dak. Have a luck. Have luxury. Have the luxury to uh, hold off his return. Not the same sense of urgency. Now, even if they wanted to do him like they did Romo when he took his job, it is just not possible from a cap standpoint. Now, first, you couldn't trade Dak after this year because Dak has no trade clause. You need his permission. So. That should put the kibosh on anything about Cooper Rush taking his job. And Rush is in the final year of his contract. He's playing one year on his league minimum of $1.035 million. He, didn't make the, he made the 50-man roster, got cut, was put on a practice squad. It was a practice squad elevation for week one and re-signed that same contract he had in place had he not been cut to begin with. So, But anyway, no trade clause for Dak. And then next year, he's got a $49.13 million cap number. Let's say Dak would be willing to waive a no-trade clause. He's got two years left on the four-year, $160 million contract he signed when he was heading into a second franchise tag in uh, March 2021. Second $40 million per year quarterback in the NFL. $126 million in guarantees. There's $65 million signing bonus, which is still the largest signing bonus ever in an NFL contract. Um, there were two voiding dummy years added to the contract for proration, 25 and 2026. So he's under contract two more years. 2023 is making $31 million, and then $34 million in 2024. Now, with this whole DAC contract, they've restructured it twice already. So, he had a $65 million signing bonus. It was prorated on the cap 21 through 2021 through 2025 at $13.2 million per year. I mean, $66 million signing bonus, excuse me. Then they did a small restructure right before the start of the 2021 regular season where they converted um, $6.25 million into signing bonus. And then this March, uh, they converted... Um, 18.4 million of his 20 million dollar base salary into signing bonus, and that's spread out 2022 through 2026. So, hypothetically, you want you wanted to go Cooper Rush real cheap next year. Dak would waive the no trade clause. The no trade clause is what puts the kibosh on this anyway. But let's say, for sake of argument. They'll trade him. He'll waive the Renault trade clause like Russell Wilson waived his. A trade probably would occur before June 2nd when you can split the 
proration over two years, 23 and 2024. The future years of proration wouldn't hit the cap until 2024 if you had a trade after June 2nd. Quarterback trades take place March, right when, right when the league year starts. So there's a mass amount of proration in this contract. So that would be an impediment. That would kill it anyway. Because if you if you look at the proration, um, because you had the original signing bonus, which was counting $13.2 million on the cap um, through 2025, and then you've done the two restructures, you've got $18.13 million of proration in 2023, $18.13 million of proration in 2024, $18.13 of proration in 2025, then you have 3.68 of proration in 2026. So you got a $49.13 million cap hit. You've got $58.07 million of proration between 2023 and 2026. So you do trade in the normal time frame of when Carson Wentz has been traded twice, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan. It's a March trade. So if you're going to, you traded him in March. You have $58.07 million of dead money when your salary cap number is 49.13. The cap number, your cap obligations go up $8.94 million. Not happening. So, Dak Prescott is in no danger of losing his job. He's going to be the starting quarterback this year, next year. He's the guy. Cooper Rush probably pricing himself out of Dallas. And why would he want to stay in Dallas as a backup, knowing that the commitment is there to Dak? He'd want, I would assume he wants to go someplace where he can compete for a starting job or there's a weak starter in front of him where he can go, hey, if something goes wrong, I can, I can get a chance to play. <laughs> so Cowboys are probably going to lose, at least I would think, Cooper Rush next year. Dak, it just isn't feasible for you to do anything where he's not the quarterback. Is he the quarterback uh, uh, on an ongoing basis? The real question is, is he the quarterback in week six or is it week seven or when he returns? But Dak Prescott has, there's no realistic possibility of Dak Prescott uh, not being the Dallas Cowboys uh, quarterback once his thumb is sufficiently healed and beyond that. Also, the Cowboys have almost $222 million in cap commitments next year with 41 players <laughs> under contract. So they've got cash is- cap issues uh, anyway. So it wouldn't be feasible from that standpoint um, as well. But just wanted to address the Dak Prescott situation. Um, as I said, he's not going to get dak What happened, how he got his job uh, from Romo, no chance of happening. If anything, it would be uh, Troy Aikman, Steve Berline situation. It wouldn't surprise me if the Cowboys has got two years left. You can't franchise him when he's done. He's got the huge cap number that 
they might look to extend him next year if two years left, um, as opposed to just doing a conventional restructure. But Dak Prescott is your quarterback in Dallas in 2022 and beyond. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's move to Tom Brady. Well, um, looks like uh, Tom Brady's marriage is on the rocks. Did his wife, uh, supermodel Giselle Bunchkin, um, really didn't like the fact he reneged on uh, his retirement and decided to play football again uh, this season. Um, there are reports this week that they now have uh, divorce attorneys, which suggests that the marriage is going to end. Um, Brady is 45 years old. He's uh, held father time at bay better than any NFL player in history. Now, if divorce becomes inevitable, then Giselle is probably been this biggest obstacle of continuing to playing football. That no longer exists. So we can see Brady on the football field um, next year as a 46-year-old in 2023. Last year may have been Brady's best year of his career, um, even though he's at his advanced age. He did not win the MVP. That uh, went to uh, Aaron Rodgers, who won his second straight MVP. But Brady had a phenomenal season, Um, completed 67.5% of his passes, threw four career best 5,316 yards, 43 touchdown passes, 12 interceptions. uh, 102.1 passer rating. Um, Brady led the league in passing yards and touchdowns. Uh, This year, it reminds me more like uh, the 2019 season, his last one in New England, when it wasn't so much Brady was starting to uh, decline. It's just the talent around him wasn't quite the same. Um, Brady this year... Um, in the four games Tampa's played, and they're two and two, he's completing 68.4% of his passes. Um, passing yards are way down um, on average. He averaged 312.7 last year. It's 264.5. Um, he's got 1,058. Six touchdowns, one interception, uh, 97.7 passer rating. The uh, problem is the offensive line has been decimated um, by injury. It was taking a step back anyway because of uh, some losses in free agency and retirements. But they lost Ron Jensen indefinitely, their center that they re-signed in free agency in training camp. Now you got your left tackle, Donovan Smith, hurt. The offensive weapons aren't quite what they used to be. His uh, main man, Rob Gronkowski, went uh, retired again. Some speculate that he could return for a stretch run. We'll see. But the receiving core has been decimated. You haven't had anyone to replace Gronkowski. He had the stupid suspension Mike Evans got for uh, his altercation with uh, Marshawn Lynch. He was out of game. 
Chris Godwin's coming back from the injury, played in week one, and has been out with the hamstring issue. And Julio Jones looked really good in the season opener, but he's just perpetually injured at this point. Uh, and we've had Russell Gage, who's been uh, injured. He's had some injury concerns as well. Now, Brady originally went to Tampa on a two-year deal. Um, and they added, and the deal had three dummy voiding years for proration, so it was running through 2024. After they won the Super Bowl, they did a one-year extension for Brady in 2021. And they added another dummy voiding year. Uh, to the equation. Um, so, actually, uh, take that back. The original deal for Brady was just a two-year deal. No voiding dummy years. My fault. Then, when they did the... Uh, in 2021, they did the uh, extension for one year. That's when they started adding the voiding dummy years. So, they had the three voiding dummy years, uh, which run 2023 through 2025. Then this year, they... Uh, Restructured for cap purposes, added another dummy voiding year to go through 2026. Now, Brady, in this is no trade clause, has a clause which says you can't stick a franchise or transition tag on him when his contract expires. The dummy year is automatically void on the last day of the 2022 league year, uh, which will be um, March 13th, I believe. <laughs> uh, so, He's going to be a uh, free agent at the end of the year. There's nothing Tampa can do about it. So, say Brady wants to keep playing. There's 10.776 million of bonus proration in each of 23, 24, and 25, and 2.776 million of bonus proration in 2026. So, if Brady uh, is intent on testing the open market, Tampa's going to have. 35.104 35.104 million in dead money for 2023. Now, if he's going to keep playing, Tampa would obviously be one option for him to stay put. Uh, they're going to do everything in their power while they have Brady to be contenders. They're kicking a can down the road, mortgaging the future. So you could keep the bonus proration intact just like the Saints did with Drew Brees in the latter part of his career when his deals were voiding that they'd do a new deal before the void actually hit so those years would remain in place so that would be one option uh, for Brady now the one which really catches my attention if Tom Brady wants to keep playing is the San Francisco 49ers he's from the Bay Area He grew up as a 49ers fan as a kid. Uh, He had some interest in going back home when he was leaving the Patriots in 2020. It was uh, discussed internally, but they decided to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo instead. Um, Now, Garoppolo surprisingly came back this year when everyone thought he was going to be traded. His shoulder injury kind of threw a monkey wrench into that plan. He's gotten his job back by injury. Trey Lance, who they um, gave away multiple picks to move up to from number 12 to number 3 to take him um, last year in 2021, broke his ankle, so he's out for the year. And they're going to be growing pains with Lance anyway because of he hadn't played much football uh, since high school and played it at a lower level on the FCS level. Um, 
Garoppolo won't be back next year. Uh, you can't stick a franchise tag on him at the end of the year, so he's walking. 49ers, would they pass on Brady twice in a row? Would they do it for an unproven Trey Lance who will be heading into his third year? And if you're going to pick up the fifth-year option, you got to make a decision by May 2nd on the offseason after the third year. So you have to make a decision that would be in 2024 because third year is 2023. So that would be offseason of 2024. So do they are they that married to Trey Lance? Let's say Garoppolo doesn't win a Super Bowl this year. Uh, they make the playoffs. They got strong defense, great pass rush. They got weapons. George Kittle, it tight end. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel on the outside. Elijah Mitchell's hurt, but they've manufactured a running game. Debo can also get there in the backfield. Offensive genius Kyle Shanahan. It's not everything Brady would be looking for. Defense, strong coaching, offensive weapons. Would they really take Trey Lance over Tom Brady if Brady wanted to go to the 49ers? Um for 2023. Basically, Lance would be a wasted pick in the same way Jordan Love is in Green Bay. Um, but you could, you might be able to get Brady dirt cheap. Brady has been giving teams hometown discounts. He particularly did that in... The only time Brady was the highest paid player in the league was when he signed a extension in 2018, a four-year extension averaging $18 million per year. That made him the highest paid player in 2010. After that, he started taking these discounts. Now, Brady's financially secure after his NFL career is over. He's got that second career awaiting him with Fox. That whenever he decides to retire, it's a 10-year deal reportedly worth $375 million. He hasn't made $375 million from his football contracts. That's $37.5 million per year. You know that's coming you could play, you could really give the Niners a break. And there's nothing to stop uh, him from doing that. He's done it in the past. <laughs> um, so that could go one of two ways. He could leverage the contract to, hey, I could always walk away because I got this weight, and so you got to make it worth my while to play football. That hasn't been his style. I suspect it would be, well, I got all this money coming to me playing uh being a broadcaster, I can uh, take less. But, well, then <laughs> you also have to factor in a divorce. If he's getting divorced and there's no prenup, and I used to jokingly say he had to sign the prenup because Giselle was making a whole lot more money than he was in her heyday as a supermodel than he was with the Patriots. But all jokes aside, let's say there's no prenup, then his uh, net worth has gone down tremendously. So maybe that factors in the equation for not taking a discount. But that being said, the Niners would fit the bill for a type of team he, he would want to go to. Now, another team that he had some interest in, hasn't had quarterback stability in recent years, and I mean in 2020, that was the Indianapolis Colts. Um, ever since Andrew Luck retired, it's been a revolving door of quarterbacks. Uh, they went with Phillip Rivers over him, who played there, played well enough in one year after he left the Chargers, and then retired. They'd probably been better off going Brady. Might have a Super Bowl had they done that. But um, 
It went from Rivers, who they would have loved to have had back. They traded for Carson Wentz last year, which was a disaster uh, on and off the field. The owner, uh, Ursay, uh, Jim Ursay, uh, wasn't all that crazy about uh, Wentz being unvaccinated and the offensive lineman late in the year uh, coming down with COVID and being unavailable. Plus, uh, Wentz didn't play well in that Jacksonville game. So he's out. He gets traded to the Commanders. They trade for Matt Ryan, who looks like Father Thomas caught up to him. <laughs> uh, he may not be around uh, next year. He has uh, two years left on his contract, even though the uh, plan was that he's the, con- he's the quarterback for the next two years. The Colts reworked his contract last year where they converted $12 million of his 22 base hour into signing bonus. And they also guaranteed $12 million of his uh, 2023 base salary. The other $7,205,882 becomes fully guaranteed um, on the third day of the league year, which would be uh, 317. And there's a $10 million third day of the league year roster bonus as well, which is guaranteed for injury. So... You would have $18 million of dead money if you cut Ryan. You'd save $17,205,882 on the cap. Now, they got a great running game in Jonathan Taylor. They've invested a lot of money in the offensive line. Quentin Nelson's supposed to be the best interior offensive lineman guard in football. Ryan Kelly, um, one of the highest paid centers. Braden Smith, who's now been kicked inside to guard, right guard because the offensive line woes has been the right tackle, one of the higher-paid right tackles in the league. Your passing game weapons are a little bit suspect. Um, Michael Pittman would be the number one receiver. Mo Cox, uh, decent tight end. Alec Pierce, number two receiver, but it doesn't compare to the 49ers. Defense has got some good parts on it as well. Um, don't, they don't play in a strong division. You know, I think Jacksonville is the up-and-coming team. That might be an option. The Saints were a serious option for him if Drew Brees had retired, which he didn't. He played um, in 2020, then retired after the season. There's no Sean Payton there, which was a major attraction. But defense is strong. They got... Good skill positions, Alvin Kamara players, Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave looks like an offensive rookie of the year candidate. If Mike Evans, not Mike Evans, Mike Thomas can ever stay healthy, he's won offensive NFL offensive player of the year. Good offensive line. Um, Jameis Winston is there on a two-year deal that he signed this year, $28 million over two years. Max is out at $39 million. Uh, he's got the uh, he's out right now with the fractures in his back, but before that he was starting to throw interceptions like he did in Tampa, which is why Brady uh, ended up in Tampa to begin with. <laughs> but 5.8 million of his uh, 12.8 million dollar 2023 base salary is fully guaranteed. So you'd have to do a post June one cut if you couldn't trade Jameis, where you'd have 8.6 million in dead money. Um, in 2023 and 8.4 in 2024, most likely because his cap hits 15.6. If he did it conventionally, there'd be 17 million in dead money. So you 
increases cap hit by 1.4 million. Um, then one other team, which is a long shot, would be the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, preseason, there was one of those like UFC type Manning cast things for a UFC fight, and Dana White was on there with Rob Gronkowski, and he told a story about how. He brokered a deal for Brady to come to the Raiders in 2020, and John Budden nixed it. Uh, Gronkowski confirmed it. Um, Mark Davis denied it. Brady later denied it. (laughs) And given everything that happened uh, with Miami and the tampering stuff, (laughs) no one was going to admit to that. But that'd be an easy transition for Brady. Josh McDaniel, his longtime offensive coordinator in New England, is the head coach. So he wouldn't have to learn a new offense. They got lots of offensive weapons. Devontae Adams came there to play for his college buddy, Derek Carr. Uh, you got Darren Waller, who's highest paid tight end. Um, great slot receiver and Hunter Renfro. Um, I don't think Mac Hollins will be there, who's been a surprise issue. He's probably priced himself out of out of uh, Las Vegas. Uh, they've always gone running back by committee. Josh Jacobs has looked really good so far this year. They got parts on defense. Matt Cro- Max Crosby, Chandler Jones uh, needs to step up. But there's a small window with uh, Carr where you could get rid of him. He signed the um, $40.5 million um, extension, three-year extension um, this year. The average is the average. But it was very team-friendly structure. $7.5 million signing bonus. His uh, low guarantees. His 2023 base salary is guaranteed for injury. It's $32.9 million, but it doesn't become fully guaranteed till the third day of the waiver period. The waiver period starts the day after the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is on, I think, the 12th this year, so that would be the 15th would be when that becomes uh, fully guaranteed. Now, you'd have to, one, just be willing to, one, walk away with Derek Carr because you don't like what he did this year, or you know something. You had the quote-unquote tampering conversations, which do go on, and you'd have a high degree of confidence that you could land Brady to – get out of the contract for Carr. That's why I consider that a, a long shot. But to me, with Brady, I would really put it at, if he's going to play football in 2023, it's stay in Tampa, or if he, or if the Niners want to maximize their chances to win a Super Bowl, because Brady in 2023 will be better than Trey Lance will be in 2023. He'll be an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. they Lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl a couple of years with Garoppolo at quarterback. They got to the NFC Championship last year with Garoppolo at quarterback. That defense did a number on the defending champion Los Angeles Rams on Monday night, last, the last Monday night football game. So this is as close to a ready-made team um, as there is for Brady. And it's home, so... Who knows, maybe Tom Brady walks away anyway. <laughs> uh, that He's feeling the physically doesn't want to play football um, anymore after this year. Maybe maybe the wanting he'll, he's ready to be somewhat of a family man, divorce or not. 
uh, he's trying to salvage the marriage, then the Hail Mary would be, I'm done. I'll do whatever you want, Giselle. Let's work this out. But if divorce is inevitable, I expect him to play football in 2023, and it will be either be with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he'll, he'll re-sign, or he goes home to the San Francisco 49ers. Well, that's going to be it for this week's Inside the Cap. Uh, don't forget, you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel, C-O-R-R-Y-J-N-L. And also read my regular CBSSports.com column, Agents Take on NFL Salary Cap and Contract Matters. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next time. Goodbye.